recognise and pay respects to the ancestors spirits on this land, all the esteemed elders past and present. And um, thank you to the, uh, the tent embassy over there in Musgrave Park. Uh, it really means a lot to me, that place. I came up here in 1982 and um, I was really inspired by that, that time. Um, I learned a lot from the mob here in South Brisbane. I took a lot away with me when I left here. Um, Blackfellas, we know how to use the international spotlight and that's why you know, we, we, had, we used the, the Commonwealth Games and uh, the Olympic Games and anything else that's uh, got an international spotlight on it. It's there to be used because we know as Blackfellas that you're not going to get justice in this system here. This is a symbol of Aboriginal sovereignty here. Our flag and our passports. Some of the things that uh, we're doing as a, a way to get our, uh, be recognised, our sovereignty. The other way is um, if anybody gets caught up in, the, in the, the legal system in here, we need to be uh, arguing the question of jurisdiction. Don't make a plea. Don't say that you're guilty. Don't say you're not guilty. Just like Mark was saying, don't entertain the idea. What we should be doing is taking the numbers of the, the police times, dates uh, and witnesses so we can use that against them in a, in a proper court of law when we get there one day. Um, Mark mentioned that um, those four cases, uh, Co, uh, Walker, myself, and who was the other one, Mark? Kevin and Kevin Buzzacott. Um, you're right, we're asking uh, the courts at the precedence to give us justice, so it's not going to work right, work out. The cases that we were doing were... Um, we were trying to get an advisory opinion from the International Court of Jurisdiction on whether Australia was subject to the, the International Convention for the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide, which was uh, ratified in Australia in 1949 when the Liberal Party first came to power under the Menzies government. They were meant to put that law in place at that time, and we found out that they never did. Since 1949, Australia wasn't subject to those same uh, convention laws like the rest of the civilised world was. They got away with things like uh, continuing to uh, remove our children, create the conditions of life with the intent to destroy. That's the reserve situation and you know, the welfare control. Um, they were killing members of our group. They were causing serious mental harm, torture, and uh, birth prevention. So everything that defined genocide in terms of the, that UN Convention Australia is clearly in breach of. So what we were trying to do is just exhaust all the potential domestic remedies that there is in this country, which there's no doubt in my mind that there's, we've got no hope in terms of getting justice in this country. So we need to go to where there's a proper jurisdiction. And we know that Australia was manifested from a convict penal colony uh, from the, the legal fiction Terra Nullis, you know, which um, obviously gives them no jurisdiction. I, I believe that if, unless there's a treaty in this country, which is properly uh, scrutinised by the international community, uh, things will continue the same way. What a treaty does is give you a, a proper legal foundation of law. We haven't got that. What we do have is... Uh, Terra Nullis, which built all the institutions in this country, 
for the last 200 and odd years. And uh, that was up until that point, which is, to me, Terranolis is a, a clear-cut example of a premeditated criminal act of genocide. Pretty serious charge. That's what exactly what it is. Now, this is a continent here, a continent that was called New Holland before the British discovered it. That's true. It's called New Holland. So it was obviously discovered by another colonizer first. It wasn't, the British weren't the first. And in, 19, in 1763, the British went to war with the Dutch. They declared war on, on, on um, the Dutch and all of its territories. And at that time, Australia was one of the territories of the Dutch. So there's an act of war that was declared on this territory here never been resolved, that, that war never came to an end. Uh, that's what a treaty will do. It'll end the war, create a, a, a peace situation, that's what uh, the international legal meaning of a, a treaty is, it's a peace treaty. It's a, a, where the two laws can be recognised and they can come to terms with creating a proper legal foundation of war. That's why our people haven't got any protection in this country. We just assume to be other other Australians here. But as, as we know, uh, we have the oldest known civilised society, social organisation on this planet. We have a law that goes back to the beginning of time. Now, it's pretty hard to come on the back of what these other fellows are saying because they've, they've said a lot of the things that I would like to say. And I'd, I'd like to say I appreciate Mark's, what, the work that Mark's doing because we, we need to nail this from every angle. We need to nail it legally in all the legal terminologies. We need to make sure our young people understand what we're talking about in terms of what sovereignty is, what genocide is, what jurisdiction is, so it's really clear to our mob, so it's really easy to follow. And we've got just cause out there. We just need to keep the faith on this business. Australia is manifested from a lie, deceit, propaganda and indoctrination. That's what it's built for. It's not lawful. It's got to keep standing strong in all of this. And sooner or later, this system will crumble. It's unsustainable. It's built on lies that won't last. And we've got to believe that. We've got to keep the faith on these people. Don't ever lose our law. Now, we've got something really beautiful here. We've got an amazing, beautiful law. It's built on you know, my, my teaching of what the... the the, the original laws of this land were simply five things. Peace, healing, harmony, love and justice. And that's not a very hard law to understand. Well, that was the law that maintained this society and this land. You know, we had a pristine environment. It was probably once upon a time you could probably actually drink that water in that river there and, and eat the fish that came. I don't know if you can still do that today, but we can't do that where I'm from in Melbourne, in the Yarra. Actually, I should introduce myself properly. Here I am. My name's Duran Bundalini Buran Mandandaran. Kroatangalan and Jack Warren. My tribe totems are the eagle and the pelican, flying pretty high and seeing all. You know, the southern states of Australia suffered pretty badly in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the early days of colonisation. 
um, they basically exterminated all the, uh, the Tasmanian Aboriginal people. And um, it took a lot of the, the southern parts of this continent out in that same way. You know. All these stories that you've been talking about, we relate to those things too. Um. Yeah, I just want to really thank the people who put this on, like Coco was saying, and um, that we need to maintain our sovereign push. Now, we have a just cause, our people. And you know, I've been, you know, I went to the tent embassy when I was 16, and I, I was never interested in the, uh, the politics. I was more interested in sport and, and cultural stuff. But my life changed when I seen... Uh, when I went to the tent embassy in 1973 it was and uh, I quickly learnt that you know, there's something seriously wrong in this country so I, I gave up a lot of my my dreams of what I wanted to do myself and, and decided no, I'm going to take this on this is where it's got, this is where it's out we've got we to sort this issue out so it's been a long haul for me and I, and I, I too have seen a lot over my period of uh, you know, 50 years on this earth and um, we know as blackfellas in this country that the only time that we can get anything done is when we do get on the streets and do take advantage of international uh, spotlight when it's on this country like the Olympic Games, like the Commonwealth Games, anything else where there's international focus here. I think that's where we can do a lot in terms of uh, our struggle. I'd, I'm really encouraged by the, the idea of embassies growing up around Australia. I think there was 18 at one stage. I'm not sure if there's that many there now. But that's what's going to draw our people. You know, most of our people who work in this country today, our people, work for the state. I know that's the situation in Victoria. I'm, I'd be pretty sure that would be the same here. Most paid positions will be paid by, by the system somehow. There's not many independent Aboriginal people operating. So that, that there's, a, there's a big problem there because those people are absorbing all the welfare and the resources and they're not reaching the people that they need it. Despite the, the, the amounts of money that have been spent, there doesn't seem to be any uh, um, outcomes. Since corp law or corporation law was imposed on us, now we've gone backwards in terms of our development. Lots of money has been spent, but there's really there's nothing to show for it. In fact, we're getting further entrenched into the system. I feel like the situation's got a lot worse in the last since, since 1982. Things have got a lot worse for our people. What I want to try and do is. Uh, because I, I think it's, what's important is our children understand where we're coming from as uh, older Aboriginal people. We don't make sure that our, our kids understand well, where, where's, our, where's our struggle going to be in the future. You know, we're losing them in a, in, a, in, a, in a large way to the system. And if we don't get them on our track, well, we have lost our argument. We have lost our, our position here because... Um, Who's going to take up the, the fight for it? And and you can see, um, you know, we're probably our children are probably the most jailed people on earth. 
they've been criminalised at a young age, just this sort of profiling going on. And, you know, they're ending up in jail. And, you know, these, these kids were going around in a, a, a vicious circle or revolving door syndrome through the correction system are like cash cows for the system. And it's good, big money of... We're like clients to the system. And each one of us is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars annually to jail. There's huge benefits of white men perpetuating our misery and our grief in this country. And they're not really interested in, in sorting out the problem here. And they live on the misery of our people. There's a, there's, a, there's a saying that Foley used to say, if all the black followers died tomorrow, there'd be a million white followers out of work. Now, it makes me think about what Marshall Anthony said the other day, that black followers should get off the dole and get a job and, and, and join the system. Well, like I, that, like I said, a lot of white people would be out of work if that was the case. Now, they're the ones who will benefit on our, uh, on our misery in this country. I want, to, I want to try and do a little rap because I want to try and make it easy to understand for our young fellows. You know, I can just imagine our kids walking down the street with uh, the headphones on, not listening to what's going on in the United States, but learning about their own story. And this rap goes like this. Uh, they ruled the waves and they waved the rules. They were rule wavers and wave rulers. Union Jack, Skull and Crossbones, British Crown Pirate Corporation, preemptive strikes, weapons of mass destruction, undeclared war, secret invasion, intent to destroy the original nations. Australia is a crime scene. It's a criminal nation. And we want a crime scene investigation. Terra nullis, legal fiction, no consent, no treaty, no jurisdiction. Apartheid law, reservation, mission station, compounds, jails, concentration, over-representation, incarceration, deaths in custody, stolen generations. Mental harm, burst prevention, intent to destroy, they create the conditions. Australia's a crime scene. It's a criminal nation. We want a crime scene investigation. International Criminal Court of Justice, for whatever that's worth, I don't think we're going to do any good there because there's a conspiracy between the United Nations and the Australian governments. I know there's a conspiracy between the United Nations and the, the Chinese governments in relation to Tibet. Uh, there's a conspiracy between the Israeli government and the, and the Palestinian lands. You know, but... What I want to, you know, I want to really impress on our children what's going on here, you know. They're the ones that are going to carry this fight on in the future. You know, we know Australia's a crime scene. What are we going to do about it? And the idea of what Adrian was talking about is uniting. You know, I, I went to the, the 10th Embassy in 1973 naively thinking that, oh, here's a chance for our mob to unite. You know, that's What's that nearly, um, that's 40 odd years ago, Malcolm. And I'm still waiting to see that end, because that's what I believe our sovereignty is. It's a matter of us uniting. And once we do that, that's our sovereignty people. Because we're all on the same page, 
and uh, we're all going about the same thing. In one sense, that's our sovereignty when we unite. Simple as that. And there's all these things that are dividing us. And once we can overcome that, and we're starting to realise that we're all in the same position here, all the same things done to us right across this continent here. What undermines us is the black fellows who work in the system. They're doing the bidding and the dirty work of the state. And back in uh, my, my country, what they call Victoria now, we had a thing called the Native Police Force back down there in the 1840s. They were the first people who were ever, empl ever employed by the state were these mercenaries, these people who were on the inside. And they'd done a lot of damage. In fact, they, they modelled the SAS, the Special Armed Services, off these people who, uh, who got on the inside and... Uh, gave up the information to, to the, the colonisers. And they are very much a part of our life today. These people, they've inherited a lot of things and they're still in, in power down there. So you need to realise uh, um, we're up against the people. But if you, if you have a look at what happened in Tasmania, they haven't given up their fight for sovereignty. In fact, I think... What, Michael Manson would have been one of the first black folks in this country to stand up in a real way and talk about Aboriginal sovereignty. It's hardly the place you'd sort of think that issue would have came out with, but it did. Because it's still a reality. You know? Michael Mansell is a trained lawyer. He understands. It's simple. There's no... The transfer of sovereignty has never happened in this country. It hasn't... Uh, come from our consent, not without compulsion or duress or under, un, misinformed consent. It's never come from white followers. There's a process. There's, there's a couple of ways that you can uh, get sovereignty, either through con conquest or a peaceful settlement. Now, there's, neither of them have happened. Well, in the eyes of white men, they say this, this country, there was never a war in this country, but there was. There was obviously a war. But it hasn't been sorted out in a legal way. So the issues of sovereignty haven't been resolved. And if you look at the, the Marbo case of 92, because right up until 1992, the whole case, in my eyes, the whole history, country's history was a, a premeditated criminal act of genocide, terror nullis, nobody here. Well, what are they thinking? They, they knew there was people here. What are they thinking? They were going to make it terror nullis. That's premeditated genocide people. So right up until 1992, that's what it was. Now when um, the lawyers from Collins Street in Melbourne who had been working with the Aboriginal Legal Service, Brian Cam Cohen and Ron Caston, decided that they'd go up to Murr Island, closer to New Guinea. I think they're more Melanesian than they are mainland Aboriginal. Those, those lawyers schemed and plotted the Mabo case. We were arguing the point of uh, terra novice down there in Victoria a long time before Mabo, and they were our lawyers. He and Cohen done a case on sovereignty for us. Cost us $25,000 for one paragraph. Anyway, the, the heat was on to change terra novice, the, the shameful racist lie in which this country is built. So they went up there and pulled out Paranolis and came up with this uh, native title 
Maritoro had always existed in this country, they said, and they were going to retrospectively recognise it. You know, total racist rubbish people. Do not accept native title. You're doing your mobbing. It's rubbish. Short-term gains for a few people. What do you got after that? It's nothing, people. We've got to hang on to our, our sovereignty, our land. This is our land and it's our law. We should never, ever forget that. And we've, got, we've got to make it simple for our young people to understand. You know, if I ask any black hole in this country, whose land is it? They know. They say, our land. I say, whose who's law is it? They say, it's our law. So they do understand. You know, they do understand that basic understanding. That's why it's important that Mark goes through, and people like Mark. You know, Dennis Walker's another one. Kevin Gilbert. Read their stuff. And this has been a, a long time to have this established. You know, we're up against it. We're like 1% of the population in, in the richest colonial colony in the world who's denied our existence but the truth is such a weapon people, the truth is the weapon, we don't need anything other than that because Australia's built on lies it's built on lies and deceit and what will defeat it is the truth the way to the truth is unravelling the lies revealing the lies the time we're in now is like the uh, the revelations revolution, as I, as I call it. Everything's being revealed. The game is over. Everybody knows that this is a crime scene. And we want to, you know, we've had crimes committed on our people. We want our day in court. Not here. Not in the criminal's court, but in international courts, or wherever it is. And even that's a, a problem, because the United Nations is such a criminal itself. But what we do have now is the internet. That's the information revolution. And we can get our message out instantaneously across the globe. What I reckon we should do is set up a thing called cyber court. And we just start trying people. You're on cyber court. Take a photo, pin them up on the internet and try them and ask the whole world to try these people. Put up all the evidence, prosecute them, defend them and get all the judges online to make a, a, a decision. Well, let's get, their pe- get this up there, people. We can do this. You know, there's a, there's a huge void being left by uh, WikiLeaks, and they're trying to reveal all this truth. You know, no one really stood up for these fellas. That's what we've got to do. We've got to expose the racist, colonial history of this place and set it right, not just for um, ourselves, but for everyone. Australia is such an important place. It's the last continent that was colonised. By the time they got here, they knew how to deal with, how to commit genocide. They bought smallpox here. Now, that's a weapon of mass destruction, people. It was used on us in a preemptive strike. Then they brought in their ground forces, the first fleet. You know, when a fleet of ships comes into your territorial waters, and sticks a flag in your land, that's an act of war and aggression. That's what they've done to us. It's all, it's all very clear. What they do is make things complex, convoluted. It's all too hard. But it's a simple matter of murder and theft. Murder, rape and theft. This is what this country is about. 
We know this. We all do. Even white fellows know this. So we gotta, you know, we gotta come together, stand up as one, like Adrian says. And we've got just cause. And the more people are to, to get this knowledge are gonna realise, yes, this is the way we need to go. This is how we sort this out. You want peace? This is what you've got to have. You've got to do this treaty. And when you have this um, internationally scrutinised treaty process, Australia's the only Commonwealth country without a treaty. When we have that uh, treaty, we create a, a peace in this country, a proper legal foundation to build from. And that's when you can have your, your constitution. But you've got to have that treaty first. That's, that's got to underpin the constitution in this country. Otherwise, it's just more imposed colonisers' law here. Now, who wants to be tapped onto the back of the old white Australia policy? And why didn't they recognise us 200 years ago? Who wants to be a part of it now? It's rubbish. You know, these constitutions are written by foreign powers. We've got foreigners controlling our people here. You know, I thought a constitution for the people, by the people. Why don't we write our own people? Why don't we stand up and say, no, we're going, to rock, we're going to treaty with the original people of this land and we're going to create uh, our own constitution for the people, by the people. And I, I won't accept being tapped onto the back of their white Australia policy, ever. And we've got to clean that slate and start again. Otherwise, if we don't do that, we're condoning what's happened to us. When we sign off and give consent to native title, well, what you do, you give up your sovereignty... This hasn't been explained to our, our people. That your law is given up instantly when you consent to native title. It's consent. You're saying, okay, you're the boss. And native title, remember the argument about pastoral leases? Well, the pastoral leases won. Now, pastoral leases for foreign white animals, they've got more entitlements than the Aboriginal people in this country. Because native title is less than a pastoral lease. Um, like I said, the speakers and the deadly speakers before me, all deadly, um, they took a lot of the, what I would like to have said. And, you know, like we, we're all arriving at the same point here. And the time's not far away, people. There's pressure from the environment. Like we said, always said, land rights is the issue here. And land rights is not just for people. The land has a right too to exist in its, way, in its own way. And that's that was my understanding of land. It wasn't meant in putting up fences and this is mine. It was meant the land had a right. And if the land's looked after, well, my people are going to be okay too because we're a part of this land. You know, back in the day, they, they said that we were all part of the flora and fauna, our people. And then they, they in 67, I think it was, they, they said we were allowed to become citizens. Well, I think it was better if we had a state flora and fauna because that's got some sort of protection now. <laughs> and we ain't. I don't want to take up too much time, Colin. No. Um, that day's going to come, people. We've just got to keep the faith. And we're never going to cede our sovereignty. We never will cede our sovereignty. Ever. That's what gives us our identity, our rights, and everything else. We give that up, 
we just become other stray aliens. We're finished as a people. Don't assimilate. Assimilation to me is like a fate worse than death. Because it's, it's having to become something that you despise most on earth and become like that. I just can't. It's unconscionable to me. And, uh, and I'm going to be fighting to my last breath for my sovereign rights in this country. So I know that um, the harder that we fight now, the better off our children will be in the future. Down in Victoria, you know, we haven't got any land rights. We haven't got any native title. And it was the colony who was first to constitute Victoria. It's the premier state. It's where all the law emanated from in the first place. And uh, there's still no native, even no native title. There's, there's dodgy agreements with the state and certain Aboriginal people, but there's no native, proper native title, even if you call this thing native title proper. There's none of that. There's no land rights. Um, the population of Victoria in 1920 was 700 people. Half of them were half cuts. What is that called? So, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty dire situation. So they wrote us off. And they'd done their first constitution in Victoria. That's where it started from, the first constitution. That's where the crime of Terranos was first actually uh, acted out on when they created that that constitution of Victoria, 1854, around the time of the gold rush down there. So from that point of time, they've spread that idea of terror nihilist out through the states. So that's where the crime was committed, not on Merrill. We want the court case on the mainland of Australia, our justice issues. They've been able to twist it a bit because it's the Melanesians, a different race of people. It shouldn't have related to the mainland Australia. That was my problem, with, uh, one of my problems with native title. It was a conspiracy by the lawyers' people. They're the ones who were benefited out of, of native title and they continue to do that. And what they want is division amongst our people. They want us fighting. The longer we fight, the more money for them. And, you know, people are getting sick and tired of this and they're going to dismiss our rights again. And, and they're bringing all this engineered immigration into our country. You know, more, 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 more immigrants come through this, into this country through the airplanes than the people on the boats. Much more. That ten times more people come through illegally on planes than people on boats. You know, what I just want to say about the refugee people is that the refugee people today haven't got the same intent as the boat people 200, 200 years ago. They had the wrong intent back then. They had the intent to destroy us. They plotted this genocide of our people around the round table in England before they got here. Because there was an economic crisis for England. It was in the War of Independence in America at that time and they knew they were going to lose that War of Independence. So they decided that they were going to take this place down here, or whatever it meant. Now, Britannia ruled the waves and they waved the rules. And you know, this is all about greed. The whole thing is about controlling the resources, motivated by greed, power, control and global domination. That's the history, people. 
and we're caught up in it. And it's unsustainable warfare. It's not going to last much longer. If you keep destroying the, the natural economics of this place, this culture is, is an amazing economics that they've just plundered and destroyed for their backward system here. They haven't got much more time. It's not going to not going to be able to sustain it. You know, look at the, the, the food, the food quality, the air quality, the water quality, and the, the and the degradation of the environment. The loss of species. Australia is really disgusting, vile, it's demonic, it's beastly, it's evil. We need to do something about it. Unless you want your children to grow up in a in a place like that. I'll finish by just saying I'm sort of glad to see this uh, Royal Commission into child abuse in this country. Remember, you know, uh, removing children is an act of genocide, people. You should never forget that. And um, we should all, if we've got issues of being harmed by the state in any way, shape or form, we should make um, uh, submissions to this thing and just overwhelm it. Because this is what this country is really built on. It's what it's all built on. But I don't have, like, it's like, um, like Mark said, you go into the court trying to get justice from the criminal. But whatever it's worth, we should do, you know. And hopefully that uh, this, this is going to be overwhelming because it's not just the Aboriginal people, people uh, Aboriginal people they're abusing, it's the whole community here. And once we get that support of the wider community, this little regime will get tipped over, people. It's a small group of people, like everywhere else. It's, it's the pyramid. It's a small group of people control everything. Let's tip it upside down, people. Now, the law of this land is about sharing and caring and looking after the country. Simple law. And that's where we want to get back to. And that's, you know, that, for me, represents our sovereignty. And we have just cause, people, and one day we, we're going to have a victory here. And I just want to say now, I want to say thank you to all the people who have, who have maintained uh, their, their beliefs and their sovereignty and their culture in this country. You know, and I'm very privileged to be able to come up here and spend my time with all you beautiful people up here. We've got beautiful people all over this country and we all have the same issue. We're being controlled and dominated by foreigners. And we need to get rid of that. You know, we want to be able to express ourselves in our own country if people don't mind. And one other thing, for the colonisers of this country, you know, why don't they pay the rent? User pays. You've got 240 years back rent to pay. You can compound the interest on that. Damages and a war crimes commission. Sign on the dotted line. Don't, we won't make the stake like all the other Indigenous people who had treaties made. We will make this treaty. We will write this contract and the colonisers or the occupiers should sign it. If they fair dink. Forget about the system, the state. Work with the individuals, the corporations, the businesses. I work for a place called 3CR Community Radio. In their constitution, they recognise Aboriginal sovereignty in their corporation. Now, I don't know if there's any Aboriginal organisations in the country that have in their constitution they recognise sovereignty. But I work for a white-collar organisation that does. That's why I'm there. 
This is a community-based, community-controlled organisation. It's about taking control of our affairs, people. That's what our sovereignty is. We don't need white fellas managing us. That's the last thing we need. And most of the welfare, or most of the money that get, that's allocated to average people is taken up by white fellas who manage our affairs. Yeah. Get rid of them. And if they were fair income, if they thought they were helping us, they would back off get out of our space and those wages should go into an Aboriginal family or people. And that would solve a few problems. Anyway, I think I might end it there. Thanks, thanks for listening. <laughs>